I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Hello, Chris. Hello, Kevin. And happy Hell Night. Indeed. Hell Night is my favorite night. And welcome, listeners, to the final week of our Sorority Slashers Month. Oh, that makes me sad. It is sad. It is sad. It was <laughs> very fast. so much fun. <laughs> I know. I know. I know, oh, we're, I know we're planning on swinging back to Slashers at some point, oh, but yeah. we might have to do some, like, Sorority Slashers again as well. Absolutely. Maybe we could call it Revenge of the Sorority Slashers Month or yes, something, you know? the yeah. return. I like it. Uh, so what is the film we are talking about today, Chris? Hell Night. Yes! Oh, it's so good. Everybody, it's if you haven't so seen this, just shut this off right now, watch it, and then come back. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is so good, and you're going to thank us. And if not, then we can't really help you. But... It is <laughs> exactly. so great. Yeah, I know you're uh, a big fan of this one. Huge, um, humongous. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't always. It was uh, the the first time I watched this. Uh, it was very special because my 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 father uh, took took me to the mall on a Saturday, and he let me go into Suncoast. Rest in peace. And <laughs> for some reason, he allowed me to buy a copy of Hell Night, which mm-hmm. I had never seen. And he wasn't very good about um, letting me watch movies that were rated R. So it was very, very special. And I got home, watched it, and I got to tell you, I didn't really like it that much. Um, sure. I think because at that point, like, I I wanted, like, extreme horror. Like, really intense, like, graphic, gory stuff. Like, I, right. spit, I spit on your grave and stuff. And mm-hmm. this movie, it's, it's pretty light on the gore and stuff and... Um, I also remember that the transfer on the tape was so dark that I had no idea what was happening in, like, any of the film. So that didn't really help. And I think it was re-released by Anchor Bay, I think, in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. And that was the first time where I could actually tell what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched it, and I was like, oh! This is really, really great. So yeah, I think yeah. that just goes to show you, sometimes it takes a really good tra- transfer to brighten your opinion on a movie. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And the Blu-ray looks great. It's, it it a, does. I think it's yeah. from a, a 35 millimeter print, which isn't ideal. And there's some problems here, but I, they couldn't sure. find the negative, I don't think. I, I don't know what was going on with that, but... Apparently that was a problem, and a lot of people have been really hard on the transfer. But I don't think it looks that bad. It's no, yeah, yeah. it looks I, like I a like print, the... but it's but it's got some grain and scratches yeah, and stuff, yeah. which yeah, kind of yeah. adds kind of a right. creepy atmosphere to it. Which that's I what I was like. gonna say. Like that's for this film in particular because it is mm-hmm. this film. I mean, this movie is a mood with a capital M, right? Oh it's, God, it's <laughs> dripping it's just, with it such a gothic aesthetic and everything and we'll get into that but oh, like I, I, that's why like you said the grain doesn't really bug me and the little scratches it just no. kind of adds to it to me but it does um, it, it would be nice if they ever find that other um transfer that you mentioned the, I, mean, I would the original die version that would be, i would just um, die that'd great. be so beautiful yeah and you have that great framed uh poster in your I office do. too right? i have that's, the poster yeah. so it's, yeah. it's it's always 
watching me and helping me and inspiring <laughs> me and saying, one day, if you're lucky, you're going to make a film as brilliant as this one, <laughs> which might never happen. Because i got to say, this one's pretty hard to top. It's pretty it's, great. It's pretty difficult. And yeah. that poster is, like, wicked, like, hardcore, too, compared to, oh, like, what yeah. you actually get in the film. But I, yeah. I love that the, the Gates shot, and it's just very iconic. And Yeah, yeah it's like they've, they, they've got Linda Blair and her her very voluptuous breasts, which are a big mm-hmm. star in this. And oh, sure. they have the the uh, the very threatening gate and the the creepy house, so they kind of have all the all the great stuff about the film on the poster. Yeah, it's so great. Sure. It looks great. Oh, it's a great piece of art. Yeah, uh, I think this is only like my third watch or something, so it was wow. good to kind of dig back into it. I had seen it once in college, and I was a little mixed on it then. But it's one of those films that it's it's a grower, I think. Like you said, it and must be. I don't know. Um, which, so, you know, listeners, if you do watch it this first time and you're kind of iffy about it, please go back and watch it again, because yeah. I think there is a lot here and, uh, yeah, some films are so. like that. They take a couple times to really, um, dig into, uh, yeah. um, even, uh, just for me recently, I, I've, I've always liked Demon Knight, uh, mm-hmm. from the nineties, um, but I've never been really huge on it, but I just rewatched it again. I was like, I love this movie. Why have I never <laughs> like just acknowledged that I love this movie? So right. it, it happens. It happens, you know? Yeah, I think I was always more of a Bordello of Blood guy for oh, some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, I, I think, probably not as good of a film as uh, it's so fun, though. Demon Knight. But yeah, it's really fun, and I I love them both, and I kind of wish they had continued that whole, like, Tales from the Crypt movie franchise, but they yeah. never really did. Uh, there was one that was supposed to come out, and it finally did after being delayed for like years and years and years called uh mm-hmm. ritual ritual yeah, yeah which is yeah. it has its perks but it's not up to this it, it's it just it's not up to snuff with the the first two it's kind of gotcha. it doesn't really feel like tales from the crypt actually that's mm-hmm. kind of the biggest problem is it's sort of eh, it's kind of me <laughs> yeah, I never got around to that one. I'm going to have to just find time because I want to go back and rewatch Bordeaux of Blood because it's been a while on that oh, it's one. Fun. Um, isn't Corey Feldman in that one? Yes. Yeah? As like he a is. vampire or something? Yeah, and uh, Chris Sarandon as oh, a yeah. televangelist. <laughs> it's so oh, great. my gosh. That's great. And then there's uh, there are water guns of holy water that they like squirt at everybody and they explode. It's so great. It's just oh, so perfect. ridiculous that you have mm-hmm. to have a good time with it. It's just so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's isn't there's some kind of like rights situation with that now. There where, might be. Uh, I know because they were going to reboot the TV series, but then they were like they couldn't get the rights to the something. Oh, I, I don't I don't remember what was going on there, but it was. I wonder uh, what that is because uh, yeah. I know they had to. I think at some point they took the Tales from the Crypt moniker off of Ritual, but then they put it back on, and I'm not sure what was going on there. But that shit that that was. At least 10 years ago, maybe even 15. I, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That's crazy. Because wasn't, like, M. Night Shyamalan signed on to reboot it at one point oh, or something? Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. It, it, it was going to be on, like, TNT. Yeah. Yeah. That's hmm. right. Oh, I had completely forgotten ab- about that. It didn't really that seem was... to go anywhere. It's like we heard about it, and then it was, like, gone. But I, Yeah. I, yeah. That was maybe five years ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And then it just never happened. And then I guess they no. did Creepshow. Um which is but, okay yeah, so there's, far. There's, there's I don't know. There's some good it's... little episodes in there. Yeah. But I mean, 
Once again, anthologies, they're always kind of a mixed mixed bag. And and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I haven't watched the new Twilight Zone yet, but I, I heard that was kind of the same. It's a it drag. Like, there's some good stuff and some not so good stuff. The problem, I mean, I watched like four episodes and mm-hmm. uh, the problem is the episodes are just too damn long. Like they would have been fine doing like 30 minute yeah. episodes, but they're like 50 minute episodes. And I'm just like, man, these stories just, they don't warrant this length. I don't yeah, know. When you try to stretch that stuff out, it just gets, it just gets really dull. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think everything needs to be an hour long. I, it's, I mean, I, I, I want to say at some point the Twilight Zone went to hour long episodes maybe I, I don't know i think so I remember or were they always just like 30 minutes i can't remember yeah it's hard to recall i, I rewatched the film recently from the 80s and oh, i gotta yeah. say did not hold held up very well for me uh i i loved it so much when i was a kid uh-huh i still think the first story really kind of blows um oh, for sure yeah and it's kind of a shame because that was the one that had all the controversy and stuff yes um, Weirdly enough, I like the Steven Spielberg one that's like Re- totally oh, really? ridiculous. Oh, it's so man. sugary and syrupy and cheesy, but for some reason oh. I'm like, this is really sweet. Oh, um, I hate it. I hate I it. I guess I'm just a softie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that seems to be the general consensus because it, it yeah, really yeah. doesn't fit within the film. Um, right. And that was and, always the weird thing with Twilight Zone. You can't really yeah. put Twilight Zone in a box, you know, like no, some of these other, no. you can't be like, oh, it's a horror thing right. because no, Cause, it's horror, it's sci-fi. It's like, yeah. it's like other things, you know, it, yeah, cause mm. like sometimes it was horror. Sometimes it was just sci-fi. Sometimes it was like fantasy. Sometimes it, it was like a weird kind of in between place of some of them. It, it was a very specific show. And, um, I, I do like the last two, uh, segments of the film i think those are actually pretty strong but it's yeah the first one is is not very good i right i i like where it's coming from and i'm not sure what they had planned before all the shit hit the fan but it, what transpired wasn't very good and uh yeah, yeah. and i can see why pe- people don't like the second story but i think it's really sweet <laughs> i'm just like that i love these old people and they just want to be young again and yeah like, yeah i just get really attached for some reason it's a very like peter pan <laughs> it thing. is yeah it, yeah. It, I don't, yeah i i don't know why it like but it just it it moves me i don't know why i'm in yeah i'm just a yeah. softy i don't know <laughs> yeah okay yeah uh before we get rolling on our film discussion um mm-hmm. i have another important order of business mm-hmm. uh, in our previous episode we discussed some notable twinkie final boys who are oh, yeah. worthy of queer icon recognition mm-hmm. and uh i think we mentioned Jesse from Nightburn Elm Street 2, and maybe Charlie from Fright Night, maybe Jim mm-hmm. from The Hitcher, yeah. uh, Roger from Night of the Demons, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. So I was thinking about a couple others that might be worthy, or at least we can discuss uh, oh. and kind of decide. That might be a little fun thing to do Okay. Here. Uh, so number one, uh, Ash from Evil Dead. That feels oh, kind of. Totally. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially in the first one, where he's like... That's what I was going to say. He's yeah. like very young very skinny kind of like fresh you know and yeah he's he totally counts yeah i think as the series goes he, he becomes this kind of like machismo archetype yeah. but like in in the in the, in the first one especially he definitely has that kind of twinkie vibe to him that i would yeah, say yeah it's just like a regular guy you know yeah, and for sure. uh and then he gets all like super buff and 
really hot, but <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hashtag it gets better. It gets um, better. <laughs> uh, and even now, like th- there was just a picture of him that came out, and I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, he is yeah. looking good. <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah. Bruce. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he still looked good in Ash vs. Evil Dead. So he's, yeah, he's, he's he's got it. Yeah, he still does. Uh, and then number two, uh, Todd from The Burning. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, which I hadn't seen The Burning in a while. I rewatched that recently. It holds up very well. Uh, it's a great little movie. It is. Uh, it is vicious. I, it, I, I hesitate to say this, but I might prefer it to the original uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I think... And this is a personal opinion. The Burning, I think, is shot better. I think I appreciate the characters better and the story better. But right. The Burning does not have, of course, Miss Pamela Voorhees. Exactly. That's, that's yes. the one thing that it does lack. Yes. Um, but, I, you know, I will say this. I think it's – I like the fact that there's actually kids at the camp. I think that kind of adds like a sort of a danger to it a bit. True. Which I, I really like, and of course the effects are out of this world. I, I, the, the one thing I don't like is the character of Alfred, which when I was a kid, I didn't really pick up on this, but like I think I watched it maybe two years ago, and I was like, this kid's a total perv. <laughs> like, he's just... True. Like, he's spying on girls in the shower and all this crap. I'm like, he's really a piece of shit. Like, why does he get That's to true. live? <laughs> like, That's true. He sucks. <laughs> And they kind of ask you to sympathize with him as, like, yeah. the viewers. And it's like, but I don't really want to sympathize him. with him. He's kind of uh, a little douche. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Really him. And it, it kind of bums me out that Jason Alexander does not get a death scene in this oh movie. Oh, my God. Actually, I it's kind of weird. like, the biggest crush on him in that. I think he looks so cute. He's super cute. And yeah. it's kind of weird how many people survive that movie in general. Like, that's the only reason yeah. I'm kind of like, is Todd the final boy? Like, he gets that final right. boy, like, confrontation moment. But, like, yeah. a lot of people survive in that movie. And it's a little odd. It, but, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, a large cast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, in, for, for some reason, that doesn't bug me as much because they're actually kind of smart, which is, I think, why they don't, why they don't get killed. That's true. That's you know, like true. they 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 actually do stick together and 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 so I admire that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I guess Todd is definitely sort of the final boy because he's got that that kind of past with the killer, you know, because he's in the prologue and all of that stuff. So I guess he kind of is. But what's weird is, is that for most of the film, Todd doesn't really do much, so he doesn't feel like the main character. It kind of true. has much more of a kind of ensemble feel. Where there's not really a main character, I guess Alfred unfortunately comes the closest, um, and so I—that's th- kind of why I would hesitate a bit because it's not like he really does much until the last like ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> so, that's a good point. It's kind of weird. I would be interested. <laughs> I would be interested to read the original script because I heard he was made out to be more of like a final boy, like an actual final boy character, really? and had a little bit more to do in the script. So oh, that would be that. interesting. Um, yeah, I would love uh, to see that. But yeah, that one, that one's great, and it it came so early that I think for, you know, a lot of people write it off as sort of this you know knockoff, but like it was filming at the same time as Friday Thirteenth, so think it's not it like was yeah, it's not like it was like intentionally trying to copy what they were doing. It, it had no right. idea that you know Friday Thirteenth was going to be this big success. So I don't know exactly. Uh, but anyway, uh, next one, 
kind of a similar deal here. Casey from the faculty played by oh, totally very twinky pre Hobbit Elijah Wood. Definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to the faculty later. Uh, you bet number... we, we most certainly will. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, but yes. Uh, number four, <laughs> uh, Tommy Jarvis from Friday the 13th. Oh, of, of, of course, yeah. And of course, it's, you know, dealer's choice, which iteration of the character. For me, it's always going to be the beautiful Tom Matthews. Uh, oh, who gives he's me the, so gorgeous. Uh, the queer vibes. Uh, yes. We haven't talked about Friday the 13th much, actually. What's your favorite? We haven't. Uh, favorite altogether? Oh, boy. Um... I would I would have to go with either part two or part four. Those cool. are my two favorites because I think they're actually pretty scary, and there's some suspense. They actually try to sort of give some character development here and there, which I like. Um, yeah, a lot of people really seem to love three, and I've never gotten into three. I can't do it. I don't know why. It doesn't do too much for me either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. I, again, basic answer here, but uh, six. I like the meta ness of it. Um, six I is just, great. I have fun. I have fun with it. You know, it's one yeah. of those. Uh, and again, you get Tom Matthews, so can't complain. <laughs> there. Uh, I also like seven, just for the, like the carry vibes and oh. everything else. So that's fun. Uh, well, that was the first one that I saw. I think so. I have a very special place in my heart for parts seven and I hate to say it, but part eight, uh, because they were the first the first ones that I ever saw and so i'll always love them in some way even though i know they're flawed but you know (laughs) what they have a good time and at least they're trying to do something kind of different you know i have to respect that yeah doesn't always work but it's it's really fun yeah eight at least took him away from the camp and tried to do something different so that was nice put put him on the love boat for sure. And like, even though there's only, like, one scene that's actually in the city, like, it's a great scene. Like, it yeah, looks it great. It's a really so. good scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that one scene in Manhattan sure is great, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I guess those little tiny scenes in the back alleys of Toronto aren't so bad themselves, but <laughs> right, right. I, like, I like the little Times Square scene. That was fun. Yeah, for sure. And I have fun with Jason <laughs> X. I think it's a dumb, fun movie. Um yeah, I, I don't really hate any of the Friday the 13th, weird, weirdly enough. Like, there, there, there's ones I don't love, but I can find something to appreciate in each one. Except for maybe the remake. I didn't like that. But the rest, I really, really liked. Yeah, the remake didn't do too much for me. I, I don't think yeah. I, like, I didn't hate it as much as some, but it's one that I I didn't relate to at all. And uh, and I don't know, part nine, uh, Jason Goes to Hell, I... I I don't know. It's it's something. Uh, it's I a very special like, film. <laughs> yes, yes. I appreciate like the queer likeness of that movie. There but... is a little bit. There then there's some there's some pretty uh, substantial male nudity in the, in that one. So you know, the, I give them some props for that. That's yeah, yeah something yeah. you don't really see that much. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very unique film. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to say about. It. I don't hate it, but I, no. it's just very it's odd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very odd. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's an interesting franchise. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll get into it later, but it's there's a lot going on there, mm-hmm. and also not much going on there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in terms of like you know the same thing happens every. Film, it's but... a pretty shallow kind of a series, yeah, yeah. really. It's it's right, always right. kind of the same. Right. Um, there's not a whole lot of creativity, but you know uh, they they do what they can with what they have. I, yeah. But... And yet, there are some hardcore. Fa- there are a lot of hardcore fans out there. So, it's, oh yeah, it's it's. it's and I like it. Like you know, I'm not. I do too. Yeah, you know, it's. it's I enjoy yeah. it. Me too. But me it's too. it's not. I wouldn't say. Oh my God, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. What a masterwork of suspense and terror. No, I mean, that's no. not really. 
I'll say that's a sleazy motherfucking movie, and I en- right. enjoy the sleaze, but let's get real. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, right. It's not exactly a very intelligent film, uh, but exactly, you know, exactly. <laughs> but it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the list, just a couple. Uh, Alex from Final Destination, possibly. Oh, yeah. Um, since he is the protagonist, at least. But then, yeah. the, in the second one, they're just like, oh, a brick fell on his head or something. I'm like, are <laughs> you like fucking worst... kidding me? And like, that is so rude. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the last one I can think of, maybe, like, Nick from House of Wax, even though it's like a brother-sister survivor. Oh, yeah. Duo, but, yeah. Yeah, he, he's an interesting character. He's sort of like very surly and yeah. uh and it's just like it does kind of seem like everyone sort of wants to have sex with him um yeah. and it's it's just strange because he has really great sexual chemistry with everyone in the film mm-hmm. which is odd especially with his sister uh that's really <laughs> creepy i'm like are they right. about to hug or make out like every right. time i was like this is very uncomfortable Right, and him weird. and his friend. Uh, yes. What, I don't uh, his name, but, uh, um. Oh shit! I just watched this last week. Good me lord. Me too. Me too. Um. I, and then when he finds like his like, I'm, I guess I shouldn't spoil. We're like spoiling yeah. every movie here, right? But, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. When, he, when he finds his like head at the end, and he's just like so sad yeah. about it, and just like, oh yeah. my god. And I'm like, there's something going on it's here. Like you guys uh, were totally fucking. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I support that. I think yeah. that would be a nice pairing. I think. Right. Yeah. Other than those, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of, like, indie slashers, that, you know, stuff like Butcher Butcher, Nightmare Maker, and Hellbent, oh, but, yes. like, uh, but other than that, those are the only ones I could come up with. So, listeners, if you have any others you feel deserve to be on this list, you know, feel yeah. free to reach out on us. Um, but we need more of them, and we need more slashers in general, so. I agree. Know. Yeah. I strongly yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so now that that is cleared up, uh, uh, I guess we, here we are like 26 minutes. I guess we should still talk about, Chris, have you watched or read anything this week? Um, yeah, I, uh, I watched a movie called Replace with Barbara Crampton. And uh, cool. I just got to say, I'm so sick of these movies that look absolutely amazing. Like this movie, I will say it looks better than most like big mainstream films it looks so great and the storyline is so fucking stupid okay so it's it's about this random woman and she's really scared of aging and uh she fucks this guy and for some reason she ends up with like this sort of uh janky finger that's like all crusty and it keeps spreading across her body so she immediately thinks, like any sane person, oh, gee, maybe I should break into a morgue and cut the skin off a corpse and stick it to myself. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> That's what and, I would do. I mean. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, she just jumps to, to this con- conclusion for no reason. Right. And that's when I sort of checked out because I, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I can't relate to this character because she's clearly insane. I mean, mm-hmm, that, like, mm-hmm. who would even think that? Um, and uh, and then there was – this is so stupid. But there was a scene where she's talking on the phone and she's walking down the street and she's completely by herself. And the person on the phone hangs up on her and she just goes – she just hung up on me. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, we know. We were there. So um, it's and it's, it's like a that. super confusing movie. And I tried to power through it, and I did, mainly because of Barbara Crampton, who's great in the mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, I just, uh, it really bugged me. I was like, why, why, guys? Well, that's too bad. That kind of reminds me of that exposition dump that we were talking about with Psycho. It's like, yeah. why, like, just, we don't always need to be told all like, these little details, folks. Like, we're not that I dumb. I am a fairly semi-intelligent person that can glean from what has happened, you know, what has happened here. But right. whatever. Yeah. It's so annoying. And, uh let me see i think i i uh i also watched a a wonderful film that you can get on youtube mm-hmm. called maternal instincts and Ooh. it is a made for usa network movie from i think 96 starring delta burke of designing women fame yes and yes. it's basically the biggest ripoff of the hand that rocks the cradle i've ever seen <laughs> but it is amazing and you will laugh and cry and have a great time so i highly suggest um checking that out Let's see what else did i watch oh i watched a um a gilo called the strange vice of mrs worth and that was good that's mm-hmm. on uh shutter and then last night I watched something called Touch of Death, which is a Lucio Fulci movie. And um, if you haven't seen it, uh, don't. And <laughs> they 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 kind of say it's a dark comedy, but it's not really funny. And it's basically just a guy who marries a bunch of rich women and kills them. Sometimes eats them uh and I, I, i'm just not very big on fulci i don't really think i'm not i i know that's kind of like some sort of heresy but i no i, I agree i don't really I, like him that much i like i kind of like the beyond but everything else yeah. i'm like that i've seen i mean there's a lot i haven't seen of his but like what i have seen of his i'm just kind of like eh, i don't yeah, know i would say uh don't torture a duckling is good and the psychic is really good um and there are parts of the beyond and the house by the cemetery that i really like um Mm -hmm. but i just i've never loved any of his work and i hate zombie i don't know why people love this thing it's like (laughs) right there but they they love it and they're like dude how can you not like it there's like a zombie that bites a shark i'm like how is that a selling point? That just, <laughs> like that's the best part of the movie. It's so boring. Yeah. Like great effects, great effects. Bravo to whoever did those. But effects do not make a good movie. They're, it's just no. so boring. It's so boring. No. I, I don't get it either. There's, uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, those are great. That's that seems like a productive week of horror watching. So that's I good. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. It's not so good. Um, so uh, what about you? Uh, I've been on a little bit of a kind of folk horror and like cults mm. and secret societies kick recently. So I've, uh, let's see, I watched uh, Race with the Devil, which is great. I need to um, see that. It's really solid. Uh, the ending yes. gets a little iffy, but it just, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, I don't have much to say about it, but it's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched uh, The Blood on Satan's Claw, which is really good. Oh, I haven't seen that either, but I love the name because it's, it's got it's a, a great. It's got a. Blood on Satan's claw. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. You have to say it just like that. I, I feel you know. It's you know, it's one of those three that people usually cite with folklore. They're like you know, blood on Satan's claw and the Wicker Man and yeah. uh, what's the, what's the third one? Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, shit. What what is it? Um, I, right, yeah, it's one of the three that people usually cite. You know, with uh, blood on Satan's claw, Witchfinder General, and the oh, Wicker okay. Man. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen The Wicker Man, and now I've seen Blood and Saints Claw. I still need to watch uh, Witchfinder General. But yeah, Blood and Saints Claw is it's really solid. It has uh, 
a lot of town with a secret vibes, which I really like. And some so there's some witchcraft in there and some mm-hmm. flashbacks to like the colonial era. Well, it takes place in like I shouldn't say colonial America because it because it takes place in England, but that like 1700s time period, whatever. It's great. Uh, I really it. enjoyed it. I'm also a great female villain, which I'm always here for. A female Hell villain, yeah. so that's great. Uh, but the one I want to talk a little bit about today is a movie from 1975 called The Devil's Reign. Oh, and, uh, I have seen that one. It is fucking crazy. And, uh, you know, you have <laughs> Mr. William Shatner and Mr. Tom Skerritt as brothers, and they're kind of facing yeah. off against this satanic cult that cursed their family bloodline generations ago during the <laughs> colonial era and the Salem Witch Trials era. Um which side note? We need more colonial America horror films. I just I, I think that I period is that. like it's really ripe for like folk horror type stories. Um, totally, we, get, we got the witch, but I need more than that. Uh, but yeah, the Devil's Reign. You have like some magic amulets and demonic goat men and melting faces. Uh, the so melting very faces. Yes. yes, I'm always here for for that. Uh, I think and too I very enthusiastic. One was uh, was John Travolta right? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, Ooh. I think that was his first movie he's like i think he's one that has no eyes i think mm. he has no eyes and then he his 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 face just melts it's, it's really, i love that it's mm. crazy yeah yeah and i would not be surprised if sam raimi was kind of influenced by this film because there's some like a little bit of an evil dead and like especially dragon mm-hmm. hell vibe in parts of yeah. this uh and just the ending is just fucking insane and that but it just goes on and on and on (laughs) like that's the one thing about this movie that like i I love like it's kind of like killer party where i love like Mm three-fourths of the film and then the ending is just like okay like (laughs) wrap it up here guys but i know a lot of people a lot of people fucking love it but it's just like (laughs) whatever i won't spoil it but it's it's a lot uh yeah and so that was the the one that i guess gave me the most feels this week anyway but uh on a less horror note um we talked a little bit about this, but I, I rewatched Peggy Sue Got Married, which I had not oh, seen in a long time. Oh, it's so uh, good. It's great. And I think it has plenty of queer sensibility. Um, it does. So I, it really does. And it's one of those ones that I think time has kind of forgot more than it should because it's really and great. No one really talks about it. And yeah. I, I think the only thing I don't like about it is probably Nicolas Cage. I don't think yes. he's really – he's not very good. And I think Kathleen Turner has actually said that he should not have been in the film. Because right. he does kind of bring it down every time he's in the movie. Because he, he, like, has that weird, like, accent that's like, yeah, hey, piggy. It's like, Lazality really to his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not right. Yeah, I heard that he was a mess on set, so. Yeah, she was so. not a big, uh, not a big fan of his, I don't think. So just, like, ignore him if you watch the film listeners. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, just... but everything else is really solid. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, be- beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Yeah, and it, it's about this uh, middle-aged woman who attends her 25-year-old high school reunion after separation with her cheating husband, who we talked about, Nicolas Cage, whatever. Uh, in a while, while at the reunion, she faints, and she wakes up. It's like 1960 again, and she's back in high school. So it's like kind of back to the future, right. but um, uh, which I love, uh, which people will know from my intro episode, the intro episode we did. However, I think it's even more affecting and heartbreaking and just, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Um, back to the future is just fun, fun, you know, yeah. whereas, uh, this one just, it's a great, uh, kind of existential crisis story and coming of age in a sense. And it's, it's really great. And, uh, um, I just wish people talked about it more, but it's another one of those, like one of those, like female narrative driven films that seems to get lost in the mix because fuck yeah, the patriarchy, but they don't, they just don't make movies like that unless they have on like a Cape, they're not going to get made. That's so true. It's just a shame. It's a real shame. 
Yeah, because like I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are more recent ones, but the last one I can think of was like the hours, you know. And even that was like oh god, mid-2000s. that was what, like almost twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. Oh my man. god. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and we've had some good like comedies and stuff, but you know, like oh, bridesmaids yeah. and things like that. Oh, but yeah, it I would be great to see some some uh, films like this, and I'm sure they're out there, oh. but the, just the, in on the indie side of things. But at the studio level, right. like I would love to see more of that again. But I whatever. would love it. Yeah, um, and I guess there is. There was a Blu-ray of this out there, but now it's out of print. So once again, Damn. fuck you, Patriarch. <laughs> but yeah, great film. Check it out, folks, if you haven't seen it. It's, it's really worth um, If you need a break from horror for whatever reason. Um, I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm like, I've been watching nothing but horror for the past like two months. Yeah. And I'm like, I might need I might need a brief hiatus, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, I'll still watch the stuff we do um, right. for, for this. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I say that, but I'll probably still watch. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Chris, do you have a plot synopsis for Hell Knight? Boy, do I. Um, So Alpha Sigma Rho is having their annual Hell Night at Garth Manor, where years ago, Raymond Garth murdered his family before committing suicide. And four pledges are forced to to spend the night in the mansion, which has been rigged with all sorts of pranks and gags. But what happens when they start to suspect that not everyone in the Garth family died and they Mm. may not be too fond of house guests? Uh, Find out. Uh, (laughs) The plot thickens. uh, It's, it's, oh, it's so good. I'm so happy. It's it is just it is a simple st- story told incredibly well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a good synopsis because that's th- th- all that, I have to that say. Sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into our S C A R E scare discussion. Woo. Scare. Uh, uh, some stuff for the story and setting here. Um, I love that bonfire at the beginning. I think it's really oh, killer. Yeah. You know, uh, I love the and that like screlting psychedelic opening song. It's like look out, look out. Oh yeah, it's, oh, it's so, so good. Cool. Like it's I, so it, good. it just makes me want to like put on like a sh- like a like a, a, a really flowy costume and just like run yeah. around the house and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go go like on tour that. with the Grateful Dead and uh, yeah. it'll be it'll be a good time. It's give me some like Stevie Nicks vibes. I just want to like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. And then I love it, the actual, <laughs> the, the line of the party, like, isn't it about time we started initiation? Nah, it's still early. Look at uh, Sikowski. He hasn't even barfed on that trophy case yet. And the front and windows still are broken. And then he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they're broken. It's it's kind of funny, you know, like. It, it is. It's sort of, they sort of set it up like it's going to be kind of a tongue-in-cheek, sort of cheesy fun little movie and then it just gets progressively darker and right, it's really right. neat yeah, i love yeah, that yeah, i yeah. love that right and the first sign of that of course is when you get to this amazing gothic mansion oh that uh, location which i guess is kimberly crest mansion in redlands california i saw that mm-hmm. uh um uh it, it it's interesting that like no one had bought this house, but I guess because it's, yeah, I, did they ever explain that? I guess because they, they think it's haunted, or I don't know. Don't yeah, it's I don't know what that's about. Like, cause it seems like they know that um, uh, Andrew Garth might still be there somewhere right. in the house, right? Um, but you would think like the police would maybe search the house and be like, uh, hey, if you're in the wall, can you like come on out? Because I don't think <laughs> right? you're supposed supposed to be there. Um. <laughs> But I'm just going to overlook that because it's yeah. – the, the rest of it's so good. Um, right. But, yeah, I would totally buy that house. Like if, if I had like 50 million bucks, uh, 
Because sure. that that looks like it, it would be a pretty expensive house, but I don't know. With with all like the sort of murder suicide stuff, maybe they could possibly get it for a steal. It could be like the Amityville Horror. <gasps> That's right. a sequel. A sequel. There you go. Someone moves moves in, and it turns out that there's another one like lurking in there. That that would Ooh. be fun. There's yeah, like fifty of, of the of those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people who need like every little plot deal, ex- exp- every little plot detail explained to you in a movie, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because who cares? like, who cares? It's a horror yeah. movie. Have fun with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Su- suspend your belief for like a moment, please. Or yeah, it's like people. It's like, oh, don't, or don't bother with like vampire or zombie movies because oh, God, obviously no. that's never going to happen. You know, yeah, so they make no <laughs> no sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I I, I am curious as to how they thought this was going going to to go because i'm assuming they knew this was technically breaking and entering yeah the what was the 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 game plan here guys you know Mm -hmm. but who knows yeah but those we talked about but those high menacing front gates are just so fucking iconic Um, oh they're scary and they're sharp they are so sharp watching Seth like trying to climb is one of the most nerve-wracking like scenes i've ever seen the suspense yeah. It is horrifying. I was like, I don't think I could do this. Like, yeah. if I was in his shoes, or shall I say, boots, mm-hmm. um, I would just, like, piss myself. I'd be right. like, I guess I'm just going to stay here, because I don't think I can climb that. That looks terrifying. Yeah. That character gets put through the ringer in this movie. He does. You know? He really does. Like, I always kind of wish he had somehow survived at the end. Or, or like, I, do I don't too. know. Uh, I, like, I, I get, you know... I, I I actually kind of appreciate that they do kill him off in an interesting way, but but yeah. at the same time, I'm like it would have been interesting if he had survived too. But um, like just him. alternate because uh, you know, he climbs that death trap of a fence and then God. he goes and like steals a gun from the police station and then like shoots one of the brothers or whatever in the head yeah. multiple times, only to then get dragged off screen to his demise. It's just sad. Like he's such a he is a badass. Like yeah yeah. The one thing I will say about this that I don't think a lot of other films of this type have going for them is the characters are actually pretty smart. Yeah. Like when the, sh- when the shit starts to hit the fan, they're like, let's get the fuck out. And they True. do like True. They, they actually do. And yeah. I mean, of course uh, two of them have to stay, but at least they stick together, which is smart. And, yeah. and so I appreciate that. Like they're not a bunch of like, you know, bimbos and dumb asses. And I like that. Yeah, I agree, and it it makes sense why they are trapped there with again that giant front gate that like God, keeps them trapped in. Whereas scary. in some of these other movies, it's like you could leave. Like it's, it's really like easy just, to leave. <laughs> just yeah, go. It's like just get in the car. Like just go. Yeah, like it's, yeah. But with, I mean, they, they actually do up the up the stakes so much in this that you totally get it. You're like, of course mm-hmm. they're not going to leave. They can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it it begs the the question. And we brought this up, I think in one of our previous episodes, but why would anyone join a fraternity or a sorority? Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> they it's make you so go dumb. into haunted houses and shit. And yeah. just like, no, thank you. You know, I mean, I'll say this. I think this so-called prank night is probably the least offensive of all the ones that we've watched. That's true. Um, Cause like the pranks that they try to play are just so stupid and they're corny and, like, the, no one's really being put in danger, necessarily. So, I'm kind of like, well, this might be kind of a fun one to pledge if I was going to. Cause the, and what I do like is also the the head of the frat could easily be, like, this sort of douchey kind of guy. But he's not really that bad. 
true, like true. he's kind of immature, but that's probably the worst thing you could say about him. You know, he's yeah. not like an asshole. Right. Um, he seems so like one I of those like college that. guys, one of those college guys that like would hopefully grow out of like some of the immaturity, yeah. but uh, you never know. But uh, yeah, right. I, I, I kind of, what, what, what is his costume by the way? Is it like a wizard or like a, I, I couldn't really tell uh, well, what he was going for I there. I know but. at some point Marty calls him a Zorro impersonator, but right. I don't really get that vibe. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have on that, that like, you know, that little mask. So I don't really yeah, that, but. it's kind of like a Doctor Strange like kind of yeah. thing, and uh, it's interesting. But yeah. uh, and also like, why is he just walking around with a gun? Like, <laughs> all right, it's, it's America, weird. but yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. You know, it's loaded with, with blanks as you find out later in the film. But it's interesting that like you're just because walking around campus it, with a gun. It is his Fourteenth Amendment right. Don't yeah, you know yeah. That? <laughs> he, he knows his rights. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Carry that gun wherever he damn well pleases. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Trump uh, tw- 2020. Oh, God. Just <laughs> put that gun to use on, on, on yourself. I, I just, I can't. I can't. Nope. Uh, yeah. Why don't you make, like, Mr. Garth and blow your brains out? It's like, it's, oh. Yeah, that is a good question. Why does he have, well, I guess to open the gates, right? I guess that's yeah. how he, that's, because that's the only way he really, like, that's the only thing he does uh, with it. Apparently, yeah, that, that is how you open a lock, right? By shooting. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> do you have, like, a hammer? I don't yeah, know. I don't, yeah. I guess that would take longer. I, I, I don't right. know. I've, I've never had to... I've never had to pick a lock that way. No, so me, neither. I don't, me neither. Hopefully, I won't have to. But... Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, that's that's a little out of my area of expertise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I appreciate, like, when they get into this uh, mansion, like... They bring like Jack Daniels and Quaaludes yeah. and cocaine, and I'm like, it's a party up oh, in here, man! Great, like, yeah. I lament the fact that I never got to experience Quaaludes. Me they either, sound yeah. like they were so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like this, like it's I, from what I've heard, it's basically just like a like a more extreme version of like pot where it just like mellows you out and everything's mm. just nice. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. we could all use a Quaalude right about now. I think. Right. I wish they could just bring bring those back. Yeah, I think, and this film kind of came out in like a perfect like transition era where where, where we were going from like quaaludes to cocaine, essentially. You know, because totally. yeah. the '80s were like all about the coke. You all know, essentially, everyone was and on coke. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we're kind of done with quaaludes. Now we're moving into something like this because because we always got to be hyper and on all the time. You know, it's yeah. it's the '80s, man. It's the '80s. 80s oh man. God, you know, uh, it's like God, calm down, y'all. Charge my fucking credit card, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, greed is good. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Trickle down economics, Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> and now we're paying the price. And now here we are. Yay! <laughs> uh, my gosh, there was that brief moment in like the early '90s where everyone was just kind of mellowed out and like fuck yes. the you know fuck the machine and fuck the man, and then it yeah. just kind of went away. And so yeah, what that didn't do? last long. No, nope. <laughs> no, 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 very long at all. The kind of grungy. Oh, about well. the 90s. The uh, 90s were underrated, I think. They, they are, were just a, yeah. a peaceful time for the most mm-hmm. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go back to those. Hmm. Oh, well. Oh, uh, sorry, we were, we were, we were waxing <laughs> nostalgic there. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, what else? What else? Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I appreciate that. Okay, this is kind of a callback to uh, the initiation. But Marty yeah. has that line that's like, but shouldn't your name be like Bentley Rasmus yes, Fairchild yes. the third? Yes, I, was just, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if they watched this before yes, they wrote yes. that. Doubtful, the, but I, the, you know. I don't. The Fairchilds, as we've discussed, yes. I yes. love the Fairchilds. They're mm-hmm. my favorite. Kelly mm-hmm. is really top drawer. <laughs> I love her work. <laughs> oh God, that is so true, though. Yeah, yeah. Bentley yeah. Erasmus Fairchild the Fourth. That his name is my name too. I like that. Yeah, and not to get political, political again, but they have that great little conversation there where it's like, yes. what makes it so evil to be rich and so noble oh my to be God. poor? For some reason, that did not hit home until I just watch this and i was yeah. like this is you don't get stuff like this in slasher movies right it's like we're gonna talk about capitalism for like two minutes and right it's, right it's really it's great and this would have been like right at the start of like the reagan era too so it's yeah. interesting that like this was kind of prescient in the sense where it's like oh she's yes. talking about like how the rich capitalist feeds on the life of the downtrodden poor and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. and what's interesting it, interesting is that you know she's the she's the one who's critiquing them and yet she's the one who survives yeah because yeah. her mm-hmm. her father a poor mechanic taught her how to repair a car so bing there Look you go at that. Suck Look at that. It, capitalist fuckers yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not gonna survive if a garth is coming at you mm-hmm. and i don't mean mm-hmm. jenny garth i mean one of these creepy uh, what do they call him the the gorked out <laughs> something. Yes. I'm like, is that a word? I don't I, even know if that's it, a word. It is now. It is now. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that means because I'm kind of scared it's like a slur, but it's such a fun word that I yeah, think we yeah. should try to bring that back. Gork I, it I, out. If it Come was on. ever there to begin yeah. with. I, I think it, it could have a lot of different usages. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, uh, come on over. I'm making some like some gorky. Yeah. food for dinner or like, like man he's the he's the cat's gork or i don't know i'm totally we'll work gorked out right now <laughs> yeah 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 it's <laughs> so weird but i love it i wish a lot of the, I, that's a lot of this 80s slang even though we have been in this like weird 80s nostalgia period in pop culture mm-hmm. like has not come back and i want some of it, it to hasn't. come back like killer dude and like rad yeah. And, yeah. gag me with a spoon i like oh that that's the best i always oh. like that one <laughs> i just watched valley i just watched valley girl last night and that was so good <laughs> I love those. See, come on, people. Let's bring them back. Right. It's like they're not bringing back the good stuff. They're bringing back, like, the shit that uh, nobody cares about. But I I don't know. Whatever. Uh, But anyway. uh, Yeah. uh, So they have that great little moment. And then she follows it up with, like, actually, I don't give a damn about politics. I'm like, it seems like you kind of do, girl. You just (laughs) said, like, stop trying to please him. I know he's cute. But don't play play dumb Marty Khan. Right, right, right. Like... She's like, clearly he's not really interested in this politics stuff. So I guess I'll just pretend like I don't like it. It's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm, You're so cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there are some great little character beats in this movie and it's, it's they great. They really are. And uh, yeah. I like when she, she has some line that's about like, I guess us weirdos just have to stick together. And I'm like, I love that. I love it so much. It's so great. It's like, you don't get this in any slasher movie nowadays. It's just no. right to the point. And, and I think that's a bad thing because weirdly enough, every character in this is fairly likable and relatable mm-hmm. because you actually care. You don't want them to be killed. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
And it's interesting that uh, the couples always seem on the verge of having sex, but I'm not sure any sex right. actually occurs, <laughs> especially yeah. with with Seth and Denise. Like, they're always, like, just in their underwear making out. And I'm like, are you yeah. – did, did you have sex? Are you going to have sex? But there's I, I like – it's like it's one long game of foreplay, but it's like – but it's it's like – paddle boarding foreplay or something like surfing foreplay i don't get it where it's like i guess they're trying to say like sex is like surfing and because there's that whole that whole that whole bit where he's like i'm on this this radical 18 inch power board and she's like 18 inches oh my goodness right right right. yes (laughs) it's fun she's an interesting character we'll we'll get to her but yeah uh she's uh, adorable i love her Mm-hmm. The only thing, I, other thing I said about the story is that wall people are fucking terrifying. My God, it it, it really makes you think. Like, is yeah. there someone in my wall? Do they watch me sleep? Do they watch yeah. me eat? Yeah. Like that's so. That is like one of the scariest concepts. Did you see that movie from last year? I see you. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 That took a fucking crazy ass turn. It is. Yeah. And it just got like super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is this like a sort of a supernatural film? And then nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Just really creepy people just decide. Well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's still it's, fairly new, so I, that's I, true. I don't want to spoil it. But it's so good. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Let's just say that yeah, so wall people are related to what's There's going. Wall, which I, it's I feel wall like people adjacent. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you know that at least that much fairly early on. So that's okay to yeah. say. But yeah, yeah, that's about um, like twenty thirty minutes in. I think. Yeah. But then it just keeps oh, twisting boy. and twisting and twisting. So God, it's, the it's, twists. It's a good one. I, I was, it's so good. I was it, very impressed. I was too. Um, and another one from last year that dealt with this kind of as a parasite, which in a very different way, but because they're the protagonist. But like, it's it's interesting that like we've had this kind of wall people resurgence lately where like, yeah. I don't know. I still I need know. to see that. I need to see it. I'm, I, I'm such a slacker. I mean, it's, it's good for what it is. Uh, I, I yeah. think that... Um, and I've heard others say this, but it's it's one of those movies where like I, I don't think it has quite as much to say as it thinks it does. But right, it's a very like surface level, superficial statement. But it is, I yeah. think, for an Oscar bait movie, pretty solid. So it's worth seeing. Yeah, yeah I, I think whenever something is nominated or wins an Oscar, there's immediately that sort of like backlash of like it it wasn't that great, guys. So right, right, yeah. I I'm kind of just. I've put my expectations very low just yeah. because I, I know that's going to be a, that's going to be a thing. I think you'll have fun with it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got to see yeah. it. I think it's on the Hulu. So on I'm the Hulu. Yes. <laughs> I need to watch cool. it on the Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are my main notes for the story. Oh, did you have oh, anything yeah. else from there? Yeah. No. Except okay, that cool. it kicks ass. Yeah. 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 And then just, <laughs> uh, we kind of talked about some of the characters, but like, you know, Marty, she's really great final girl, you know? Yeah. Marty. And I love her name. Cause it kind of, it kind of sounds like a, like a, 55 year old like truck stop waitress true you know true. i love that it's like hi i'm marty today specials the chicken fingers <laughs> with white gravy on the side it's like i i love that yeah yeah but she's feisty and yeah. and fun and very smart and i i actually think it's probably linda blair's best performance next to the exorcist yeah i would agree because with that. she's very likable and um and I I think she's probably one of the most underappreciated final girls, and she repairs her own fucking car. I mean, I come know, on. I know I that know. is like so fucking butch. I love it. Right. 
That, that was a very, so like, <laughs> kind of Chekhov's car mechanic plotting yeah. point. They were like, could they tell you earlier on, like, oh, she's a mechanic. Remember this right. audience, she's a mechanic. And then, like, oh, it pays off. Like, But it is fairly well baked into the story. So it's, yeah. it's not like it, they only really bring it up once. But it does pay off. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would consider her an it. honorary girl with glasses. Even though she does not wear glasses, she's still kind of in exactly. that, that uh, uh, Velma, Scooby-Doo kind of vibe. And I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to say she doesn't have the glasses because they didn't go with her costume. And that, that's why there you she go. doesn't have them on. There yeah, you go. That, but that, uh, that's why. <laughs> on a normal day, when you see her walk around campus, she's wearing those specs and pulling totally. them off nicely. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I bet she looks just like Sally, Jesse, Raphael. It's like the really big, big ones, too. Yeah. You know, oh, I think that, yes. that would be great. She is a Sally Jesse girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She gets together on weekends at the the Girls with Glasses conference with like oh Heidi and God. Vivia and um, Yes, Elia maybe oh. Ellie maybe who knows? She has other things to do. Starring in Chicago, yeah. and, as you said, and, but like <laughs> surviving a film she doesn't need to survive in. Yeah, yeah. very 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 busy. Very busy. Our fucking busy. time. Yeah, priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, great character. You know, yeah, uh, I love her. Uh, and then uh, Jeff, played by yes. Peter Barton from uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Four, right? Total babe! Oh mm-hmm. my god, mm-hmm. um, gorgeous. Do you watch Firefly? Uh, I do not. I've never okay. seen it. There's a character in there named Simon Tam. Listeners, if you watch it, I, I think you will agree with me that this he looks so much like this character, and they have like really? similar backstories with their fathers kind of having expectations for them. And I'm like, did they just like? steal this from us? I, I don't know. Um, not that it's like an extremely specific character this film, but still, uh, it's interesting. Curious. Um, yeah, and uh, he, he, I think, is very charming and makes quite a bit with, mm-hmm. like, not not a ton, but, like, they give him some little interest bits with uh, the dialogue yeah. and the daddy issues things, and yeah. Yeah, I liked that. I, I think he gets a lot more to do than most characters like this would get. Yeah. So I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about him, too. He's just very alluring, you know? I, I yeah, know. He, he, he kind of reminds me of, like, Donny Osmond a bit <laughs> some, yeah, some, sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That's with, true. With, like, a little more sex appeal, like a sexier Donny Osmond, like a less yeah. vanilla Donny Osmond. I don't know. but <laughs> and, and, you know, this kind of plays into the artistry, but, like, I like that uh, each of their costumes kind of match up with their personality types, too, which yeah. is great. You know, his I is kind that. of, like kind of this like gothic old west cowboy sheriff type and yeah i think that kind of matches up with his kind of lawful good attitude so that's cool it does and uh and and, and of course seth's is like just this robin hood character which is perfect yes. for him you know oh it's um, so great and the boxers i love the box oh my gosh yes <laughs> so yes, yes 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 I see that's it. one of, like, that's one of those things if you don't watch this on blu-ray it's hard to like see like some of the little designs in there but uh right yeah they're charming and there's uh, a lot of thoughts that were that I mean, I, what I love about making them all have on costumes is that it makes it seem like it's a much more timeless film. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. it it really doesn't feel like it's from 1981. It kind of feels like it could have been made like in the 70s, maybe in the 90s, maybe now. Like it does mm-hmm. have kind kind of a feel. I mean, some of the hairstyles maybe, but for the most part, it does kind of keep it in that sort of timeless sort of a feel which which i love it's very smart that's so to true kind of do that yeah and um, um like with killer party this is a great one that would uh, be perfect for halloween season uh, absolutely it's it's uh um and yet it takes place in april so what do you do but yeah, weird. <laughs> very weird uh um 
Yeah. Uh, Seth, you know, we talked a little Seth, bit about, yeah. but he's 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 charming. He's sexy. He's a he simple is. man with simple pleasures. You know. Uh, he is. I like. Uh, what's the the dialogue? Don't you ever do anything but drink and screw? Yeah, I serve. I serve, drink, and drink, screw. screw. I love his scream. He has he has a great scream. True. True. It is probably one of the most memorable male screams in horror history. Yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. as far as to say that because most guys don't really scream. No, I guess because because they're like, oh, that's kind of girly. But mm-hmm. he goes for broke. He just goes for it. I love that. Yeah. And he's like and, practically uh, nude for like a good portion of the film, so that's great. Yeah. Right? yeah. And uh, and he's also a really great friend because when he escapes he actually comes back <laughs> like true to help everybody and mm-hmm. i know a lot of people probably wouldn't come back and he does so you know what he's a good a good guy we need more people like him yeah i agree he's a role model one of the one of the unsung heroes of slasherdom you know he's amen he tries even though he, it's very tragic what happens to him like i think he it, it is so tragic because he does so much with that role and they give exactly. him some stuff to work with. So that's – I appreciate that. Um, and that death scene, that is – that makes me jump every fucking time. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. It's like it's so well-timed. Because they give him such a like savior arc and – Yeah. And, but uh, what are you going to do? Oh, you know? It's so scary. Uh, and I love the running joke of like Denise always calling him Wes, and then he's like, "It's Seth." <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Wes? I love it. Oh god, I love uh, it. She's a she's a character. Yeah, uh, she's uh, something else. Like I guess she's just like wasted for yeah. the entire movie, which is it's, perfect for her like twenties flapper costume. So that's yeah. great. <laughs> she's just totally wasted. She just couldn't resist all that jazz and liquor. So that's great. I know. Oh man. Oh, then they both reach for the gun. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> and actually, Marty does reach for the gun later. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all com- coming together. Mm-hmm. A Chicago Hell Knight spinoff. Oh, man. <laughs> the possibilities are mm-hmm. not so endless, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. So many options. Mm. Uh, and I love the the part where she just looks in the mirror and she sees her face like completely <laughs> aged and haggard. And then she's just like, oh, wow, these quaaludes are murder on my skin. Murder on my skin. I love that. It's I so love good. It. Uh, what a great um, line. She, that. Yeah, she's just she's fun. And and then we talked about Peter a little bit, of course. Uh, yes. Um, uh, uh, so I don't think we need to get into him too much. But yeah, the, the core four especially are just yeah. so endearing and fun to watch. Um, I do like his perfectly feathered hair, though. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah, the, but yeah, the characters are great. Uh, and then some artistry stuff, uh, you mm-hmm. know, directed by uh, Tom de Simone, uh, mm-hmm. who had done, what, Chatterbox and... Uh, Which is great, I, by the way. I have not seen that. I'm going to check it out. It is hilarious. Nice. It's uh, about a talking vagina who also sings. There's a, <gasps> a, a talking and singing vagina. Well, that is wonderful. <laughs> That's great. More of those, Hollywood, right? I know. <laughs> As opposed to ones that just like eat your dick off like in teeth, you know? <laughs> right. I like my vaginas to be a little bit more friendly. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and a little bit body, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. With a little burlesque number every now and then. <laughs> but I, I, I think he was mostly known for, I think, gay porn. Interesting. Yeah. So the fact that he made this and it looks absolutely amazing yeah um it it, i would have never suspected that that's where he kind of got his start well he knows how to cast like 
in general, but the the dudes are yeah. all really, you know. Oh, that is a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the guys in this are a little bit uh, tastier than yeah. Uh, yeah. you usually get in these kinds of movies. It's usually mm-hmm. all about the girls. And yeah, this is, true. I'm like, wow, they got some fairly attractive guys in this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, written by Randy Feldman, who I guess had written Tango and Cash. Uh, not too much else that oh, man. I, I saw that was too. Um, That's a departure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got range. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, but uh, the fun fact that I found interesting was that this was executive produced by Chuck Russell of Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. 3 fame. So that's yep. awesome. And I uh, think uh, Frank Darabont was on the crew. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's uh, also uh, Erwin LeBlanc, who was the executive producer for Halloween as well. Mm. And uh, Tourist Trap and a, and a bunch of really great little movies in the early 80s and late 70s. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, knows uh, what he's doing. He, yeah. he had a good a good eye for for talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually really, really like the score in this too. It's subtle, but I it's love spooky it. and affecting, and I just it's really well done. Yeah, it was uh, Dan Wyman, who I I heard used to uh, do some collaborations with John Carpenter, which makes total sense. Totally, yeah. Um, and there's just that that great cue. Um, I think it's it's I think it's it's it. It's when Seth is climbing the fence and then when Marty's in the car at the end. And it's like this driving, intense, kind of exciting cue. And I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then the end has this beautiful theme for the credits that I absolutely love. It's just a beautiful score. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Really intense and scary, but then it kind of calms and uh, and there's a lot of really beautiful bits too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it does. It it never like pulls you out, which I appreciate. You know, it's just no. subtle enough to where it, it heightens everything that's happening, but it doesn't it distract does. you from what's happening from being never. just so like in your face. So I, I appreciate yeah. scores like that. I love um, it. Um, that's it. I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a sucker for like a really over the top score sometimes too. Like even like the, like the, the Marco Beltrami stuff. I'm like I like it, even though it's so yeah. like over the top and in your it's face. Like, whatever. Sh- shrieking and just yeah. It's like yeah, yeah I kind of like it every or now like, and then. It's kind of yeah, fun. It's a it's a. It's a, it's a thing, uh, but uh, yeah, there, there's and that kind of plays into like just the fact that there's some really good drawn out tension and suspense in this oh, film. Oh, totally! You know? it, yeah. It's it's a very smart film, and it kind of gives its audience some credit. It doesn't spell things out, and it really takes its time. and um, And there's a lot of jump scares that actually work here. They're mm-hmm. like to this to this day, they are so effective. And I, I I jump every time, every yeah. single time. Yeah, me too. They're so good. Yeah, the, the kills are pretty solid, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's some kind of graphic ones, like Scott getting his head like completely turned around. Like, oh ooh. yeah, that just it's gotta hurt. It's icky, 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 but it's, it's perfect. Ooh. I love it. Yeah, the uh, the effects are really terrific, and mm-hmm. uh, I love the design for the Garth family. They're very creepy, very I, spooky. My, my my question about that is, uh, and you've seen this more than me, but like that yeah. that scene with the like spectral ghost, like mm-hmm. Garth, like I I'm just trying to figure that out. Like, is the, was that a ghost or was that like? I, I was always under the impression it, it was a prank. 
a, okay. a pretty elaborate prank. Um, I don't know how they got industrial lights and magic to come in and right. uh, help out with that. But uh, it, it, I kind of like that bit because it, it kind of has like a sort of a Scooby-Doo vibe. Yes, <laughs> it's very like true. Very, like... It's so goofy. Um, <laughs> but I assume it was part of the prank. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Let's pull back pull back the mask. <gasps> it's capitalism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Donald Trump is no. Raymond Garth. What? <laughs> Man, this film has so much to say about everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very political film, really, folks. It was a premonition of things yeah. to come. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And oh my god, oh my that god. that this the scene that really gets me is where the rug is just slowly rising oh, up behind so Marty scary. and Jeff. Oh, that, it's so I, creepy. I wish I could go back in time and watch that with a full audience. Yeah. I bet they were screaming like crazy. Right, because you just see like in the peripheral peripheral like briefly like some, yeah. did something move, did it and then it's just like very gradually coming it's up. So it's so subtle. Oh. oh, it's brilliant. It is that brilliant just oh, no one does that kind of stuff now. It's so yeah. it's so creepy. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really I well mean, done. I guess I have a nitpick about like the sort of underground tunnels and stuff. True, like, was true. was that always part of the house, or did did they like somehow build that a- after the whole thing? I, it's a little confusing, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but I can forgive it because it it leads to some cool like some really cool uh, some cool scenes. So it does, it know. does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pacing, I think, is. Uh, pretty good. I, I think uh, yeah. it's it's one of those films that you have to be, I think, on board with. There's a little bit more right. of a like late '70s kind of deliberate pacing yeah. in this, but it doesn't bug me. But I can understand no. if someone like if if you're only used to like say like the '90s like slick fast right. jump cut slashers, you might get a yeah. little like out with this. But it doesn't really bug me. So yeah, yeah. I I almost wonder if that's also why I didn't really care for it that much when I first watched it because yeah. you know at that point i had seen S- scream and scream 2 and stuff and you know that's a lot quicker and right and so maybe i just wasn't as um used to that style at right. that point and i think I that's know. something that's worth noting too you know like with us like we mostly grew up in the 90s and right. i think if you had grown up on this style it would be very easy to continue to you know appreciate that style whereas i think we had to sort of acquire taste with it you know because exactly. it wasn't exactly what we were used to at first but once it got mm-hmm. used to it it's like okay like i totally great. feel this and this is awesome yeah um i think i don't know this isn't really a complaint but just i think around like the three fourth point there's mm-hmm. just there's not a lot happening it's kind of like marty and jeff just kind of chilling at the yeah. mansion and uh right it's it's fine like i it doesn't really pull me out but it was just something i noticed this time around i'm like okay there's not really much going on at this yeah. point because um, by by that point, really, I think Seth is really the only active character because he's just running all around town yeah. trying to get someone to believe him. And that stuff's great. And then it cuts back to them and they're just like, what are we going to do if he doesn't get back? I don't know. We'll just right. stay here. And then it cuts back to him. And then it's really great again. And then it cuts back to them. And it's like, he's not back yet. What are we going to do? And it's like, exactly. okay, um, exactly. do something. That's yeah. what you should be doing. Just do something. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure we totally so, needed those scenes, but whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, those could have maybe gone. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah. get it. Because they had to have something to cut back and forth from, or else it might, it might have actually felt stranger. But 
I yeah, th- those little bits could have probably been trimmed, you know. Sure. Know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, though, I think the pacing never really, you know, pulled me out or anything. I think it's no. it's it's just. And I think part of that, again, is because the suspense moments are so great that they, they keep yeah. you hooked in and um, you're always kind of waiting for the next thing. And because of the jump scares, you never know kind of what's going to happen with that. And no. it's just really well-crafted. You know? It is. Yeah. Oh my God, this movie's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked about that before. Like, we're just going to do a love fest here, but like, we love it's this movie. So yeah. what else can it's we say? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did, good. Um, yeah. Did, uh, were those your main artistry things? Oh, Did yeah, you have anything yeah. in that? Yeah, cool. cool, cool. Not really. That, um, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then some revelations here. Uh, I don't have much here, but um, <laughs> I okay. Peter walking around with that lit candelabrum, candelabrum, it, like it's nothing. Like there are a couple scenes in there where he's just like right next to like a curtain, and I'm like, how yeah. are you not burning down this house? I'm like fire hazard, fire hazard. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I, I so that was something so I noticed. Nervous. Like all of the candles. Whenever there's a scene and anything with a bunch of candles i'm like i hope no one makes any sudden movements right like, I, I i just get really concerned like like at the end of carrie when she comes home and there's all those c- candles everywhere i'm like this is not going to end well only you can prevent forest fires yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a nerve-wracking situation there um it but is. i guess they they knew what they were doing so um it adds to the tension yeah there yeah. we go yeah That's uh and then like I, you can probably help me understand this, but like with the the Garths, another question: like mm-hmm. the the one that Seth kills, is mm-hmm. he like brother of? Is it all the same person, or is it like is he the brother it's, of like? I think that's the brother. I okay. think there were two of them that I that's guess were I, still alive. That's what that I we thought. know of. Yeah. Um. And so I guess one of them was. Uh, no, the, Raymond's the the dad. Uh, right, Andrew, I Andrew. think is the main one. Yeah, and then I guess the other is like yeah, Ferdinand or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, it's so creepy. I was a little curious about that, and um, I guess I'm just curious. Like, I guess they're just normal people, but they could also be like ghouls of some kind. And uh, yeah, I, I don't need to have that explained to me, but I am curious. Like, you know, it seemed like with. Know. The backstory that they were talking about, I, I assume, like, maybe there was, like, some incest involved because it seemed like all of the kids, like, turned out kind of off. True. Yeah. So maybe, like, that's maybe why they turned out that way. Like, they look kind of weird. That's true. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it is kind of nice that they don't treat us like five-year-olds and, again, tell us, like, right. this is exactly what happens. Like, we can yeah. kind of figure out for <laughs> yeah. so, so that's – I have that's... a f- – I have a feeling if this had been remade, which I think it was planned back in the day, mm. they would have pro- probably had like this whole like flashback of like like a kind of a Black Christmas. Oh my god! Uh, how did okay. where it's like? Oh <laughs> my god! Would totally do that. How did we not talk about this last week? We were talking about these films, but like that was like <laughs> the biggest thing of that era of like let's go back and explain everything yeah. about this character's backstory that what nobody cares about. <laughs> No, and they were all so stupid. I'm uh, like, okay, so Michael Myers had a stripper mom. Okay, oh my well, god, uh, it yeah, goes on that's for gonna do it forty fucking minutes. I cannot. Yeah. Oh, and yet that's like the most interesting part of the film. True, like, true. It just, it just gets yeah, worse. yeah, yeah. And of yeah, course, the, the, the second Billy one's good, but the, the first one is jaundice. Just, yeah, it's 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 a lot. But yeah. uh, th- those remakes, man, they just go oh. right. Like they 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 over explained everything and i yes. know they would try to do that and if i recall i think they were trying to 
make make one for for this around like 2007 or 8 and i think it was going to be pg-13 and i want to say it was with screen gems which is like the worst company uh, ever yes um so that would have been a complete disaster so i'm glad that never happened yeah, yeah i would yeah, not yeah. have enjoyed that no. oh boy I don't think they've ever made a good movie. I, <laughs> I don't think they ever. Yeah, I was have. trying to. I was trying to think. No, who, who's doing the? New, who's doing Scream Five? It's a uh, Spyglass, uh, I think, or yeah, like something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so, guess they own the rights now. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess it's a good thing that you know the remake didn't happen with them anyway. So uh, thank God. It, it would Please, be. I, I, it. it would be interesting to see something like this remade like in in a sense like even if they didn't do like a direct right. remake but like i love the like confined setting here and it's a yeah. little bit of, kind of like a house on haunted hill kind of sitting mm-hmm. uh, setting which is our namesake of course and uh exactly. with like all these people drawn together for some reason and um, yeah it could be interesting it's a great concept i just I, it would have to be in the right hands yeah yeah, yeah. and uh and right now i just don't know like i don't want like blumhouse to you know <laughs> to, no. to do this it would uh, it would be like is this shot on like an iphone it would yeah just for like five dollars yeah here's your, yeah here's your budget <laughs> like, oh my yeah God. <laughs> be like well now uh, we can't really afford a mansion so we're gonna t- have this take place in a studio apartment and we're just gonna uh, <laughs> it's like, it'll be a whole thing oh god uh, be awful I please can't. don't do it please. i can't uh, leave hell night alone leave <laughs> uh, chris crocker moment there leave hell night alone <laughs> i'm gonna go do some porn now um yeah i i don't i just i don't i don't i don't think this movie should be to- toyed with because first of all it's not like it's one that people would come and see because of the name like it's no. not like a halloween or a fr- friday the 13th where the the, the name is going to bring them in right. so with those i feel like if you're going to remake those it, it needs to be because you have something to say that's using the story but telling it in a slightly different way like a suspiria or yes. something of that sort where mm-hmm. it's the same story essentially but it goes in very different directions yeah i agree yeah yeah i think it's ripe for some kind of retelling like you said reimagining I do, yeah. if they can get like this perfect like gothic setting with these perfect costumes and i i don't yeah. know that they could today but like uh i don't know if they would and and not like rely on like really bad cgi and oh yeah. god yeah that would suck I don't know, man. Um, I don't want that. I don't want it in my life. I know. I know. I know. I, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, they're kind of scraping the barrel at this point with these remakes. They are. So they're already remaking really remakes. Are. So what are you going to do? Uh, God, that is the biggest wake-up call of all right? time. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I thought you guys just remade that like right? 10 year, years ago. How is this happening? It's insane. It, it, oh, God. It'll be interesting to, to oh, see man. what's... What's what? What comes up next here with this? And I know. I know they're moving into like the '90s era with remaking some of those, and we'll see. Uh, yeah, the the craft is now being the craft. Yeah, rem- I think it's Which, been shot, right? I think yes, shot. I I that one could be interesting. Again, it's Blumhouse, so I'm kind of like whatever. But I I, yeah. I think with having a uh, who is it? Zoe Lister Jones, I think is who's directing it, and uh, like having a female oh, okay. director. And I know one yeah, of the cast members is trans, and I'm like, I think yeah. you could do some interesting things there. Um, yeah, but. I just hope that they 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 don't squander the potential. You know, kind of like with the Black Christmas remake remake um (laughs) it's like there was some really great opportunities there to actually really go 
feminist and have something to say, and they kind of didn't do it. I hope they're not just paying lip service to the issues and causes, kind of like that did. Right. Um, I hope they actually have something to say. Right. That is a tough balance with these films. And, uh, it is. Maybe, maybe at the start of next episode we can talk more about this. But yeah, it's interesting. And I think uh, it's one of those things where, like, show me, don't tell me, you know? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like with the – don't come out and say, like, you have to come see this because it's the most feminist film ever. Like, yeah. I'll be the judge of – you know, like, yeah. people watching will be the judge of, like, how feminist yeah. of a film it is. Like, it's uh, like yeah. it's directed by <gasps> – a lady like don't you oh want to support God. ladies yeah. it's yeah. like i do but yeah. i just want it to be good like i, know. I don't want it just, I know. like like i'll come and support it but i just hope it's good you know, I know. I, I, I know. so i'm not against remakes on principle i just I, they need to have something to say and there Absolutely. needs to be a reason why they're telling this again and some can can give a great reason but i will say this too even the worst ones do not in any way subtract from the original. Exactly. It's always go- going to be there. And the worst thing that happens is these com- come out, no one likes them, and they go straight to like the three buck Walmart DVD bin, and people for- forget about them completely. Like that's exactly. the worst that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so people. I can the, live with that. The folks that get up in arms about remakes, I'm like, guys, it, it, it's yeah. just like you said. It's like it's not yeah. going to kill the legacy of the film you no. love, you know, from your childhood. Not. Just, just, I don't no. know. Take a step back, and you can. I mean, uh, you can be. It's fine to be upset upset about it, but it's like, right. I don't know. Like, what good does it do? Like, it's going to happen. It doesn't. It just and, doesn't. Uh, and like with the case of like Halloween 2018, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we haven't seen a big slasher boom since then, but like, if it ultimately right. leads to a slasher boom, that would be awesome. So it's like sometime, awesome. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you need like a reboot like that, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. remake from 2003 to like mm-hmm. kick off something, even if you don't like what comes as a result. Like, you need right. that that catalyst to get this going again. So exactly, um, yeah, and uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, if if they do that with Hell Knight at some point, you know, who knows? We'll see. But uh, yeah, I just hope it's good. Did you have any other re- revelations while we're on that? Topic kind of. <laughs> um, no, well, the only revelation is that this movie kicks ass. It does. It does. <laughs> That's Man. pretty much it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, what do you say in the final evaluation here? Right. You know, we we yeah. love we love the hell out of this film. You know, all puns yeah. intended. There. I, I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a perfect slasher film. Yeah. It's uh, definitely in my top ten, probably top five, depending on the day. But it's 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 Easily. really great. It's really great. Yeah. Um, there's so much great tension and suspense and the characters are charming and relatable and mm-hmm. there's like some bits of humor thrown in there to balance out the scares and uh yeah um and like naturalistic humor too you know humor that feels yeah, like people it's not, it's just not talking. forced yeah it's it's really great um i uh, i i feel like it is fairly underappreciated so go it check is. it out i i think most horror fans i mean really hardcore horror fans at least know of it i don't know how many people have right. seen it but it still seems like one of those ones that doesn't get nearly enough love you know it's like you said it's not yeah. up there with like friday the 13th it's not up there with halloween or anything and it should be because it's really solid yeah. so i'm sort of surprised because i think it got fairly good reviews at, at the time and the box office i think was pretty good too and mm-hmm. it just but then no one ever talks about it yeah I'm like what the hell guys yeah i i don't understand either hmm. but we're talking about it so there you go we are <laughs> we love you hell knight <laughs> we're the number one defenders of hell knight in, in the galaxy <laughs> it's so good it's so good yes uh 
And you know that pretty much closes out our uh, sorority it slashers, does. which is it's just I crazy. Know. But it was a good one to go out on. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're graduating. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. we well, well, cause no, we 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 didn't have four movies. We had five, right? Uh, just four, I think. Did, 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 for this month, did, anyway. Oh, because okay. the first one was so it, so the intro episode. I think so. Yeah, it is like school then. Okay, yeah. so it's like four years of college, and we're there graduating. You go. There you go. This is like a graduation ceremony for sorority slashers month, right? Because you have that kind of interesting, like, oh, everything's. I'm so nervous first year with the initiation, mm-hmm. and then you get into that like crazy good time, fun yeah. year with the the killer party, and then uh, <laughs> by year three, you're kind of like, okay, I'm 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 getting a little you know homesick burnt out. And burnt out yeah <laughs> but then you come back strong for hell night four is great end with a bang yes so so we <laughs> we we totally planned that arc of course we did yeah yeah because we're very we're very insightful that way right we're, right we're, right we're, we're planners we, we really are <laughs> we give that to you as a gift right yes <laughs> I'm not only gay, I'm also a, also a professional party planner, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but then, you know, to close out this episode, you know, we'll go into our favorite segment, which is... Mm-hmm. What is it, Chris? It is our underappreciated gems. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or overlooked yeah. gems, whatever we feel overlooked like calling gems. it. Damn it. <laughs> hidden gems? Hidden gems, yes. Buried treasures? Gems of the Serengeti, I don't know. Legends of the Hidden Temple, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're just yelling out things over here. So, I, I, do we need to tell you what this is about, listeners? Okay, so Chris and I are all about the underdogs and the oddballs. So at the end of our episodes, we're going to give each of you, that's right, each of you, you specifically, a horror recommendation. And you might hate it, but you might love it. Yeah, so we cannot true. account for taste, but Mm-mm. these are the films yeah. that we think deserve a little bit more love. You know, they might come from a big studio with a big budget, or it might be a tiny little indie ever, you know, whatever we feel like that week. So, uh, what's yours, Chris? First one. Mine is the attic starring Carrie Snodgrass, um, as a alcoholic librarian who spends her evenings hooking up with random guys and her days. Um, (laughs) And her days taking care of her ab- abusive invalid father and plotting her escape with a co-worker. Ooh. Um, and it's it's much more of a kind of a character study that just happens to get really dark at the end. But if you're into that kind of stuff, I think you'll really en- enjoy it. And it's really well acted. And it's, 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 it's a very haunting film, uh, especially the ending. And it's n- never been released on Blu-ray, and I think the DVD's out of print now. And hopefully someone will pick that up soon and give it a good re- release, because it really deserves it. Um, and I think it kind of got lost in the shuffle, because it was sort of marketed as a, as a straight horror film, and there's not really that much actual horror in the film and, until the end. It's, it's much more kind of like a uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane type, where mm, it's... Mm-hmm. More about the char- char- characters and what, what, stuff like that. But it's, it's really great. What year is that from again? Uh, 1980, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. So in that it's same really great. similar kind of time period that we were talking about today. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, fun fact, mine is also from 1980, and it is one that I know what? you appreciate a lot. And it is He Knows You're Alone. <gasps> yes! Oh, yes! Oh, my God, it's my favorite. Okay, it's, I love uh, this movie so much. Yeah, it's really solid. I hadn't seen it in a while, so I pulled it back out the other day, and... Uh, 
it's it's yes yeah, really solid underappreciated pre- underappreciated slasher that came along almost immediately on the heels of halloween um mm-hmm. it has really solid characters and dialogue there's some great suspense and some great scenery yes. i love like the scenes at the amusement park carnival thing oh it's great um, and scream 2 fans this is a must watch because the mm-hmm. opening movie theater scene is almost certainly inspired by the opening of this movie you know they're, they're almost the be. same scene it's it's uncanny yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and a bonus, this was Tom Hanks's first role in a film, on film. Indeed. And uh, he gets some, like, <laughs> some like weird little bits of dialogue that are <laughs> kind of endearing, but also kind of like, shut up, Tom Hanks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sadly, he does not get a death scene, spoiler alert, but what he are you going to do? Um, I know. Uh, I will say that the, the killer's motivations are a little questionable, but I am willing to overlook yeah. that because the rest of it is just, it's really solid. Um, yeah, it's a great little movie it's also not on blu-ray yet and i'm upset about that because mm. i think it deserves mm. it and the music score is how they didn't get sued by john carpenter i'm not really sure <laughs> true because it's just like halloween but with like a note that's different i think yes. it's, it's really almost shocking yeah um and and it really it's kind of structured like halloween as well true um but it's it is really fun it's a fun movie and i just i love the characters they're just really yeah, fun yeah just three carefree girlfriends just having a good time mm-hmm. and i love that I yeah love that a lot. it's another one like halloween where like mm-hmm. like you said the characters are really well written and uh, yeah. it's it's like clearly they were trying to make a copycat halloween and that's fine because it turned out really well you know sometimes it that happens did, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh sometimes that doesn't work as well when you have someone who doesn't really know how to do that but like if you get a good mm-hmm. person in there who can really vibe on what they're trying to vibe on like it can be really great um oh yeah even some of those like 90s copycat uh, scream things I still like so it's it's some it's, of them are great some of them are fun you know and some of them yeah. are not great and it's, it's yeah kind of the same thing from the Sarah uh, um, <laughs> and good suspense and stuff so it's it, it's odd um, mm-hmm. yeah well those were both fun 1980 picks so check those yeah. out folks uh, yeah uh, well that about closes out sorority month which is again crazy but uh, it was it was a good time uh, I guess before we sign off, we can go ahead and announce next month's movie theme. Uh, yes. And that is, pause for suspense, <laughs> Body Snatchers. Snatch Woo! your body. Yeah. Watch your bodies. We gonna snatch uh, your bodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we'll wait and announce the actual film titles. Although if you've been paying attention to this episode, you can probably guess one of them. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's at least one that you should know. Yeah, yeah. And I will say... We have some great guests lined up for these films. Yes. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll wait to announce those too. But uh, it's going to be a really good time. And I feel like June was kind of the perfect month to collaborate with some queer guests because it's Pride Month and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Body Snatchers movies kind of have a lot of issues that are very specific to queer people with identity and conformity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a good, fun month. I know a lot of you guys at home are probably just stuck in your house like, like the rest of us and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully will find some sense of solidarity with what we're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. And just again, like I, pr- I really appreciate the people who have reached out to us and, you know, with yes. like, words of encouragement. And uh, yes, that really does mean a lot. I, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's always a balancing act, you know, in this, in this time period of being like, uh, you want to create content, but at the same time, like, 
you, sometimes you feel up to it and some, sometimes you don't, you know, it's exactly, it comes and goes so much and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's okay. Like to the people at home, like, don't feel like you need to be like constantly doing things all the time. This is no. not a normal situation, right? You know? Oh God, no. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for next month. I, and, uh, I am too. Yeah. Because I, I, these are the kinds of movies that always tend to sort of scare me the most. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. And so we're going to discover why in the next month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be fun to jump into these. And, uh, um, yeah. Uh, okay. You can follow us in the meantime on Instagram at homos on haunted hill, uh, or on Facebook and Twitter at H O H H podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, otherwise, you know, uh, keep an eye on our feeds because we'll be announcing the first film very soon. And it's going to be a good one. <laughs> so, uh, in the words of Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, may the force be with you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, everybody.